Hello and welcome to your new improved weekly dose of the latest sustainability fun news, facts and reviews brought to you by the Green Elephant. This week, Earth Day 2021, the US and China agree to try harder on climate change, the UK to speed up its climate change targets, and environmentalism and the Duke of Edinburgh. Joining me to discuss these and more, as usual, is Russell. Morning, Russell. Morning, Mike. Are you new and improved? Am I new and improved? Or is yes. there something well, I've else? Had a, I've had a haircut, <laughs> so oh, yeah, that well, is an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> um, also coming up are our review of the SDG Action Manager, uh, Fact or Fake, and our brand new game, Play Your Carbon Right. We'll also be talking about Germany, Australia, New Zealand, Coinbase, Crypto, Facebook, Google, NASA, Coral, Soap, Meadows, Fishing, SDGs, Books and Bidens. So, Earth Day 2021. Uh, Thursday the 22nd is International Mother Earth Day, or simply Earth Day. And it marks the birth of the modern environmental movement in 1970. So uh, there's a huge number of initiatives going on worldwide. And it's, um, although Earth Day is tomorrow, Russell, I don't know if you noticed it, but it's actually seems to be spread over three days. Uh, Started on the 20th, it's going through today and uh, into tomorrow, the 22nd of April. Well, I can kind of understand that. It it is a fairly big planet um, uh, and the day kind of lasts longer than 24 hours, if you know what I mean. I guess, yeah, around various time zones. Um, and it's not, yeah. not, a, not a small topic either, is it? Um, <laughs> no. uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a website you can go to. It's uh, earthday.org. So uh, go and have a look and you can see the, the series of initiatives they've got worldwide, uh, which are really promoting climate um, and environmental literacy. And if you want to join the main event, which uh, sounds like a, a kind of a football or a wrestling event or a boxing match, the main event... Earth Day Live, the 22nd at 12 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Time. So, yeah, you, you can tune into the, the uh, Earth Day Live at 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern tomorrow. Yeah. But and, it, and, and I also noticed that there's they've done a lot of work to try and appeal to the younger generation mm. as well. So there's a Global Youth Summit uh, yep. on Tuesday. Yep. Yesterday that was. Uh, and uh, so there's, a, there's videos on that. And there's a Hip Hop Caucus. Um, not something I'd necessarily go, or, or there was, and um, and and teach for the planet. So that the, the mm. thinking that obviously the big struggle is is that the youth uh, are going to have to uh, cope with whatever the earth throws at it in the next yeah. uh, fifty years, uh, and we can only be facilitators of them of, of supporting their. The, the their, their changes yeah 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 absolutely uh, i noticed there's a really useful um interactive map that you can uh, zoom in on and i was i was heartened to see that there's a lot of earth day events going on in the uk uh, more than many other places around the world and i i actually zoomed right in and sort of thought well not just the uk but in our corner of the uk what's going on and they've got a couple of beach cleanups going on in Morgan Porth and Carlion Bay tomorrow. So um, I might just pop down to Carlion Bay tomorrow evening and, um, and and have a look at that one. Um, yeah, so you can find events near where, wherever you you are. Um, for organisations, uh, I, I noticed there was an Earth Kit Day tool. An Earth Kit Day? Earth, Earth Kit, Kit Day, day live. <laughs> Earth yeah, Kit just, Day live, that would be tricky. Our listeners can just rearrange those words into a well-known phrase. Earth Day toolkit, maybe, for organisations. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. and, you can, and you can become a partner. Obviously, a little bit yes. late on on doing that, but perhaps something a non not for profit organisations, charities can could consider is becoming mm. a partner. Um, and there is becoming an Earth Day partner because, but Earth Day is not just twenty twenty one. It's it's every year. Yep. And to be honest, is a day enough? Um, yeah. It, it yeah. goes back to saying that um, we we need to focus on on the planet. Uh, as much as we pl- focus on uh, on the well-being of people yeah, yeah, yeah. and the balancing of our, our prosperity with it all as well. so uh, You say it's not just for a day. Um, it's actually been going for 51 years, uh, 51 years of Earth Day, and therefore they've got 51 ways you can restore our Earth, which uh, makes for an interesting read. Um, but it's also interesting in, in, in wider news that uh, there's quite a bit going on to coincide with Earth Day. So... Uh, Biden, um, and we'll talk more about Biden later. There's um, 
yeah. the, the sport of Biden throwing, which um, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about later. <laughs> quite like that. Um, quite like the idea of that. <laughs> what throwing Bidens? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, but the Biden administration is um, is uh, nearing agreements with Japan, South Korea, and Canada to um, uh, improve carbon emission reduction targets, and it's all with a, a view of having this um, virtual summit uh, tomorrow on Earth Day and to you know try and make a big announcement as they like to on these summit days to say we got together and we achieved something um, yeah i mean you do sometimes feel this is it just becomes a good day for for queuing up news on a subject more than yes. any, more than anything else and just riding piggybacking on a on a good uh, yeah. focus but fair enough i mean they, i think they also there's also deals they're talking about with china and india and brazil the important so, deals yeah because because they've they produce a third of the world's emissions, so uh, they, but, they, they do need to come in line. Yeah, those are the ones that they're not managing to get, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I guess uh, also happening oh, right. uh, tomorrow, Greta, uh, she's, she's, she's in the headlines as well. Um, she's testifying in Congress on Earth Day. Um, so you know, in line with the, uh, the, the Climate Change Summit, maybe they thought they'd get her to testify in Congress so she couldn't do anything at the same time as the Climate Change Summit. But, <laughs> but who knows? Um, before a House Oversight Committee panel, um, uh, it's entitled The Role of Fossil Fuel Subsidies in Preventing Action on the Climate Crisis. Snappy. Snappy title. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's talking about that. Um, uh, and... and yeah, I mean that's that's a good subject to be talking on. But it, funny how they're turning to a teenager, yes, um, to to give them a voice on fossil fuel subsidies. Um, uh, okay, I mean not a voice, but I suppose putting the case for why fossil fuels should be abandoned altogether. Yeah. And so the US doesn't have any climate scientists who might do a, a better job of this. No, it does seem Maybe a not. bit bizarre. It does seem a little bit of a. Yeah. I mean, I'm not poo-pooing obviously she's done some no, no. ways of, of raising awareness of stuff it's a reflection on the rest of what's yeah, going rest on, of humanity <laughs> that's yeah. a problem yeah so anyway earthday.org if you want to know about earth day uh, also this week uh, the us and china have agreed to try harder on climate change and, and, and I, like, I like that um they're very they're getting very the two countries said they would be treating global warming with the seriousness and urgency that it demands hmm. yeah well done uh, and, and so, to, to be honest the, the you, would you deem covid an emergency yes yeah and how are they treating climate change in the same manner they're not no, and nobody is. And I think that's the big <laughs> argument is why are you calling it an emergency and yet not treating it as an emergency? That's the big question. And so there's a, there's a virtual summit going on on Earth Day tomorrow, as we've discussed. So yeah. what would be the best way for two countries discussing climate change to discuss and get together? Well, let's not do it virtually. Do it. Let's let's jump on a plane and, and travel oh. halfway around the world to Seoul to discuss it. Oh, yeah, we could do. And, and that's John Kerry, who's, who's you know, we, we, we're quite we quite like John Kerry. Yeah, we do. He but, signed stuff, but what, yeah. what's he doing dro dropping on a plane? Uh, He's stepping up efforts to reduce carbon emissions, apparently. Um, by creating some. <laughs> but I think, I think the, good, the good thing was that they, they, they recognised that the US and China are a long way behind Europe yeah. and, the, and the UK on, on their targets. That I think John Kerry actually said, well, Europe have committed to, I can't remember the percentage, and UK have committed to 68% reductions. And, and they have said we need to do better, we need to do more, but nothing on any specific numbers or what they're going no. to commit to. Uh, and, and the horrific figure that came out of China, although this sounds great, they've obviously committed to being, uh, was it uh, zero, net zero or climate, zero impact or neutral, whatever phrase they mm. used by 2060. But China today said, or recently have said that they're committed to a 2030 emission peak. So what they're saying is, whilst we're all trying to drive it down by 2030, they're, they're going to go up. And that's when it, then's when they're going to start on the roller coaster dip down to 2060. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was also interesting that China said, yeah, we're going we're gonna to try harder and work with you. But it shouldn't be a bargaining chip for geopolitics or an excuse for trade barriers. So they're already saying we'll do this if there's no, you know, 
problems with trade or anything like that. So, it's, and that's uh, that's yeah. that's got to be an answer to you because Europe has said that they they want to put carbon taxes on imports. America said, please hold off doing that because we're not ready for carbon taxes yet. And China yep. is saying, don't do that, or else we'll throw all of our toys out the pram and and not commit to our carbon reduction this all seems a bit bizarre yeah yeah indeed um okay well sad news this week the the death of the queen's husband the duke of edinburgh and there was obviously a week of national mourning and a, a funeral uh this weekend uh, just gone but just want to take a moment to talk about you know some of his work in environmentalism and i think you know until you look into it you don't realize that how you know in some ways he was a long way ahead of many people on environmentalism and, and, and those sorts of issues but in other ways he was very much of the old school not environmentalist so um i, I read that he was president of the wwf uh uk from 1961 to 1982 so 1961 who would have been thinking about those issues yeah. back then yeah um, uh, and i think he was patron of the of the worldwide fund um yeah. from 81 to 96 yeah, so that's 40, 50 Andy's years. Done yes. established conservation awards, uh, and 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 even to a certain extent, the the Duke of Edinburgh, Edinburgh awards, yeah. scheme was you know uh, was may not be environmental, but it was very sustainable. It was about bringing um, uh, young people, young adults, yeah. uh, and giving others, them in, giving yeah. them a chance, and yeah. that is very much in line with our B Corp status. It's not all Perfect. about the social uh, good, isn't it? Planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this, the, the, the first of the dichotomies, really, a uh, president of the Zoological Society of London. So London whips made various zoos around the country and looking at animal conservation. But then, you know, he, he there was controversy when he shot a tiger on a tour of India during a royal tour. You know, how, how do those two? to marry apps and um as ever with the duke of edinburgh he couldn't be the duke of edinburgh without um yeah. <laughs> without one of his famous quips um he had he gave an interview to celebrate his 90th birthday um and it was in response to a, a question about whether he would consider himself a green to which he replied uh, no uh before going on to remark that there's a difference between being concerned for conservation of nature and being a bunny hugger <laughs> <laughs> so um i think all that can be said from him is that he kind of leaves a smile on your face, really. He he does, and and I must admit, I was a bit disappointed that on on the day of the funeral, and you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself a royalist, but I can see the value of of the royal family, mm. uh, if nothing else, from a tourism perspective. Um, but the, the the there were posts going up and said called himself an environment because he was deemed to be an, uh, concerned about the environment. A lot of his uh, funeral was based around things that talked about the state of the planet really mm. um uh, and and yet there were posts going up on facebook saying called himself an environmentalist but he was a, a supporter of blood sports and i think you know there's a bigger story perhaps behind that it was, and it was a disappointing thing to see on the day of his funeral yeah um okay i understand people can be controversial but perhaps on the day of his funeral you should just keep it to yourself and um, as ever yeah people are black and white and we know everything is shades of gray it is um, so the UK uh, has said it's going to speed up its climate change targets. Um, oh. I, and uh, so not only do we have our 10 commitments, but um, the UK has radically changed them. It said we're going to cut our car carbon emissions by 78% by 2035. And I think, you know, you see the 78% number and you think, okay, well, that sounds like a lot. But what does it mean? I think the, the government and their communications people have actually done a reasonable job of putting this into context for the the people of the country and saying actually hitting these targets means more electric cars low carbon heating renewable electric cutting down on meat and dairy um, uh, new laws in aviation and shipping walking cycling more insulating your houses so they've they've actually laid out what that's going to mean which i think was a really good good thing you know rather than saying yeah they've actually put some context on it yeah it's as much as uh is strategies all very well and promises and pledges all very well yeah. but unless they're backed up with some kind of viable plan however i did hear conversations on this i mean when we've had them ourselves mm. is require more electric cars requires more renew way more renewable energy than we have at the moment and it requires 
a grid, a complete overhaul of our national grid, or perhaps the move to regional grids and microgrids uh, to be able to share and, and move electricity around the, the country because yeah. we haven't got a national grid that can support everyone having an electric car. This no. can't happen. Um, so it's going to be a real, this is, this is a serious amount yeah. of investment and, for 14 and, years. And how do you encourage everybody to insulate their homes when there's a financial or, or change their diet? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so there's a, the, there's a climate change committee, uh, the CCC, they think about 1% of the UK GDP needs to be spent on this shifting away from fossil fuels over 30 years. That's a lot of money. And that's, that's a big, that's, big that's, commitment. And that's the, the, hundreds of billions. It is. Yeah. And the chairman of that committee, he said, I think the, the highlight is the 2020s must be the, the decisive decade, because if we don't leave it, then net zero by 2050 is uh, not going to happen. Uh, and, and this 78% by 2035, unless we're pretty well got all of the, the groundworks in place. We know how long it change, takes to create a, a piece of major infrastructure. Look at this HS2 railway line that runs planned to be running. That's been going on four yeah. years yeah. if we were back in the days of uh, dear old isambard kingdom brunel we'd be halfway down <laughs> we'd be halfway through digging up people's gardens by now yeah, it, yeah. It, but you know it's going to take some brutalism really to get this kind of stuff done now let's take a, a quick skip through some other news headlines so uh, could germany go green uh, are you a fan of the the Bratwurst, russell um a kind of well, um, no more. It could be the broccoli verse because if the <laughs> polls are anything to go by, then the surging Green Party in Germany could see its leader filling the top job in German politics by the end of the year. Uh, the party is in second place at the moment, uh, but with the end of Angela Merkel's reign, uh, this could be a cultural shift in German politics. So interesting uh, one to watch that one. Uh, moving to New Zealand, uh, they have introduced a new law that will require all financial institutions to report the impacts of climate change uh, on their businesses. Um, and that is a piece of legislation will will um, with uh, we will target banks and insurance firms with assets under management exceeding 200, 703 million US dollars. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, all the big companies definitely are going to have to start uh, reporting in New Zealand. Yeah. And uh, staying uh, down under, Australia really is becoming isolated. Not only is it geographically isolated, but it's becoming more isolated on, on climate change. Unlike most other countries, Australia doesn't have any commitments. They have some very meagre 2030 uh, targets um, they're going to try and do 26 to 28 percent if possible uh, but they don't really have a 2050 they say it's a uh, preferable to get to to net zero so they're australia are out of line with the rest of the world really and not joining in the um uh, the effort that's happening mm. globally unusual yeah. um on uh, are you a fan of bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies i'm a Big fan of the blockchain and what that could mean for the future. Uh, the the currency is not not quite so much. Yeah, well, the the, the stock market um, in the uh, US <clears throat> um, has launched something called Coinbase, which uh, a startup or a, a debut of Coinbase, a startup that allows people to buy and sell cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Um, uh, is a watershed moment for digital money, so says the New York Times. Um, uh, but the, the downside is, uh, and as we reported some time ago, is that this blockchain technology and especially crypto mining working on the blockchain technology uses something called crypto mining, which yep. uses a lot of energy. And the estimate so far is that uh, Bitcoin uses more electricity than Argentina. Yeah. Um, so can we really afford to have more of these currencies? Well, I think the, the Bitcoin is unique in its mining. Other cryptos are different and the blockchain itself isn't necessarily a use no, of energy no, in that way. And also to say Coinbase, if you buy any crypto via Coinbase, you don't actually own it. You own a kind of a, a pseudo crypto. So just a warning there. Oh, good of, uh, going down that <laughs> way, you don't, 
own the underlying keys and the asset itself. So that's interesting. And um, Facebook now, uh, they say that as of 2020, all of its operations are supported by 100% re renewable energy and they've reached net zero emissions. Um, so they say they've reduced their greenhouse gas emissions by 94% and they've exceeded their 75% reduction goal. That's great. Now perhaps attention will turn to their social impact as well as the carbon impact. That's good. Um, uh, JP Morgan, um, very, very big. JP Morgan Chase, sorry. Um, they yep. change their name more often um, <laughs> than I can keep up. Yep. And they are going to expand their deforestation policies under shareholder pressure. So they've been uh, pushed to ensure that their investments um, and their dealings are are not supporting deforestation activities. And I'm sure this will just uh, expand as more of this green uh, capital management becomes more and more uh, important and essential to people. And especially as people start, if they start moving their pensions into more sustainable funds, you know, companies are going to have to shape up and get out of bad practices. Yeah. Uh, ocean temperatures now and um, uh, the rising uh, uh, heat of ocean temperatures is causing a problem for coral reefs, reefs as we've discussed before. Uh, world's oceans take up 90% of the heat from greenhouse gas emissions, so really important. Uh, but the trouble is that um, uh, that is leading to uh, coral reef, reef bleaching. Uh, but a new app from NASA scientists is helping to identify the, the, the true extent of that. Uh, there's a game you can play and you can level up and uh, enjoy a game. And it is called NemoNet. And I did enjoy the, the name of that game. So if you want to help with uh, tracking of coral reef bleaching, then uh, go and have a look at NemoNet. Um, on to... Uh... An interesting development. Um, the, the whitest paint ever made um, it could help cool the heating earth. Uh, there's a study going on. Um, so they created a, a new paint which reflects 98% of sunlight. The, it's not a significant leap from the previous leader, which was 95.2 or something like that, 95.5, okay. which was uh, calcium carbonate or chalk. Mm. But they've created a paint that's even whiter. And the suggestion is mm. that if we painted the roofs of houses with this paint, um, it could be more powerful than central uh, air conditioners in a house if you wow. had a very white roof. Um, and so a 93 square meter or a thousand square foot would give a cooling power of 10 kilowatts by reflecting the heat away instead of in the first place, instead of uh, allowing it to soak into a roof and be held or, or further. So um, an interesting concept. Yeah, <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will grab my paintbrush now. Um, yeah. as, as I'm doing that, I'll be watching uh, Google Earth because Google oh, yeah. Earth has been around for uh, quite a while now, I think maybe 15 years or something like that. And yeah. uh, in that time, they've obviously taken hundreds of thousands of pictures of the Earth, and that has enabled them to track climate change. You can see moving glaciers, you can see increasing uh, deserts, you can see deforestation. And so Google Earth have induced a, a time-lapse uh, feature and so you can watch a place, and they mentioned Dubai, and you can see Dubai growing into the desert and growing into the ocean. So, um, yeah, a really interesting way to see the reality of, of changing uh, climate and planet. Um, moving on to soap dispensers. Now, um, I've moved off liquid soap dispensers, but a little... Um, yep company called jello has uh, started a, a rather interesting approach to recycling uh, soap bottles which they found um and they started their company by uh, basically dumpster diving <laughs> collecting <laughs> <laughs> collecting um other companies discarded soap bottles yep. uh, and then if you bought the jello starter pick not only do you get your uh, uh, little sachets of uh, of concentrated soap that you can use uh, and with a bit of water and one of these bottles but you also get a bottle from another brand 
um, and a little label you can stick over the top of the the bottle, uh, and you basically build your own build your own um, uh, new <laughs> soap bottle for oh. liquid and soap. Uh, I mean, I, it's a great idea. It's not a partnership with other brands. It, no. It's literally they're recovering them and we sending them, them, them and sending them out to people so that they can use them again. Great. I think the the reuse and the retention is really important, isn't it? Rather than buying ethical and buying green uh, and right. a sting in the tail for everybody every, all the other uh, non-recycling soap companies uh, something which is growing in awareness and i think it's a good thing is you know there's a lot about deforestation and a lot of carbon offset is all based around tree planting but yeah. there's, a, there's a growing realization that actually sea meadows sea kelp those sorts of things store far more carbon than, than forests and um a, a new piece of work is um uh, going on now uh, in India and um, uh, the UN Environmental Programme is involved in this to track the shrinking sea meadows because not only the forest shrinking but these sea meadows are shrinking and actually they are more important than the forests in uh, reducing carbon so it'd be interesting to watch that and see the results of, of that survey when they come. Okay and finally, uh, for the news, um, a report from Seaspiracy, uh, who have uh, the film, yeah, yeah, had a, a it has a serious look at the fishing in the, the multi-billion-dollar fishing industry and the problem of overfishing. Mm. Uh, and their conclusion was probably succinctly: fishing is bad. Go vegan. Um, but th there's a problem behind that message. It, it, obviously, there is a need to change. But the, there are 40 million people involved in the supply chain of, uh, of fishing and uh, and could. And, and of course, there are whole communities that who rely on fish as their primary food source. And and you create uh, another problem. And have we got the agriculture in place and wound up to be able to to back up removal of fish from from diet? So. Uh, perhaps a, a worthy headline but perhaps a, not a very realistic yeah. potential yeah it's a lot of, lot of debate on social that seaspiracy film so now uh, a new slightly new section of the show what we're going to do now is to delve into a product or a service that, that listeners are going to find useful um, and so this week first up we're going to have a look at the SDG action manager um, so the global development goals uh, set by the US at uh, the UN, uh, we've talked about before, but what we haven't really done is, and we've mentioned the action manager, we haven't really taken a, a more detailed look into uh, what that means, what it is, and you know, how to get started. Um, so the SDG action manager is really, it's just for those to want, who want to see how they're supporting the global goals, um, or you know, even if they, don't already support the goals, you know, how do I support um, a more sustainable society? What do I do? It's quite often difficult to know, you know what direction you should take. And the, and the global goals are a, are a great framework if you want to know what to do. Um, yeah. And, um, and the goals, I mean, it, just to be clear, for those that don't know what the goals are, um, the global goals were set by the UN in 2015, was it, Mike? I think yes. And there's 17 of them, and they, they go from the most basic goal of no poverty and uh, and no hunger through perhaps a trickier development of, of renewable energy and good jobs and innovation infrastructure, and all the way through to how do we look after life above and below ground, above and below water, yeah. um, uh, and how we strike up partnerships for those goals. So yeah. there is, it is a wide range is, of things. Yeah, there's something in there for every organisation to look yes. at. Um, so if you're listening and you own your own business, then you should go and register. Um, but if you work within a business, you need to find out what they're doing and go and get them to register if they, they haven't done so. So there is a link, uh, and we'll put this in the show page, but you need to go to app.beimpactassessment.net slash get-started slash partner slash UNGC. And that will rolls off the tongue. That it one, does. Right? It's a it's a very snappy link, isn't it? Um, you, you can go because this is part provided uh, by by uh, the B Corp uh, network. B Labs uh, have put this together in line with the, the UN, and so it ties in with the B Corp 
but he uh, with the B Corp assessment, yeah. but it is not no. the B Corp assessment it's itself. In, it's separate, and the it's free to do, no money, yeah. and the answers you put in a a confidential. So. Um, when you first log in, you'll see a few tiles. You'll see a B Impact Assessment one and others. You'll see one that's got plenty of colour on it. The Action Manager tile, you need to go to continue on that. And then you've got lots of big colourful tiles. And uh, don't worry, it can be a bit intimidating at first, but you can take your time. There's no rush on this. There's no need to complete it in a day or in an hour. You can keep coming back, keep working through it. It's a say it's a marathon, not a sprint. Not to say that it's you know going to be as difficult or as long as a marathon, but um, you know the idea is just to keep working through it and you know assess yourself against each of the seventeen areas and and the kind of the, the baseline as well. And it's it's not hard. It's very uh, self-explanatory and. As Russell mentioned, there are 17 areas. It goes through things like clean water and sanitation, good health and well-being, decent work and economic growth, sustainable cities and communities. And uh, it's very simple. You, you, you choose one of the areas and then you're presented with a list of questions. And so I've, you know, if I look at quality education, there are 26 questions. That's not a huge amount. And as you answer these questions, you will see... Uh, your score progress and the the questions are very straightforward and very easy so um, question here is your company's business model focused on supporting quality education in any of the following ways and then there's a series of check check boxes one is our product services provide affordable quality daycare you might check that if that applies um, our products or services create literacy for low-income underserved individuals you might take that if that applies. And so it's a very simple process, very gentle to check those options and then to see what your score is at the end and work through the questions and you build your score up slowly. And there's no, there's no kind of target score, no optimum score. You just need to build the best score you can. Um, and I think it's important to know that the idea of the SDGs isn't that everybody does everything the, because that's a lot of stuff to do. But the idea is that everybody can do something. And so you pick a few areas where you think you can have an impact or that align with what your, your business is doing. So for us at the Green Elephant Show and at Guideline, you know, we've chosen to look at SDG 4, quality education, SDG 8, which is decent work and economic growth, SDG 9, industry innovation and infrastructure and then kind of playing around with a couple of others but maybe SDG 12 which is responsible consumption and production so you know and that's where we'll be focusing our effort and seeing where we can contribute and provide value um, so it's a you know really worthwhile yeah. process and, and really I, think, valuable. I think it's also worth um, thing is it there, there might be things that your company naturally provides if you I don't know build a, a water filter then obviously clean sanitation clean water and sanitation is is going to be one that that fits your business model but yeah. you've also got the aspect that if you want to do something which benefits somebody else you might commit to a charity of some form and that charity might be Oxfam which is providing uh, support to people in who who are in impoverished areas like and are suffering from poverty or lack of food or lack of clean water mm. and therefore although you might not directly deliver some benefits in your business to this this uh, you you yeah. might have committed to it as kind of your social responsibility as the, as the wider picture so you do need to think i'd really like to help in this space um and then the other aspect is that as you go through the questions it gives you you know, if you look at it from a, a teaching perspective, it also gives you that aspect of saying, oh, yeah, we could do that. I yeah. could pay a living wage. I could uh, support this type of measure or I could provide volunteering hours for my staff so that they can go and help on these types of things. And so it might inspire a change in your business or change in strategy for you yeah. to consider. And I, and I think that's that's really important. Uh, Russell well mentioned is that it's the things you haven't thought about that this would will raise in you that or I hadn't thought that you know about diversity in my workplace and and these issues and and now that I've you know been asked to answer questions that's an issue that we want to take forward in our organization and, and do something about 
Um, yeah. I mean, it has to say just in, in, in balance that, you know, the SDGs aren't perfect, you know, that the goals may not fit everyone. And, you know, I've heard some people argue that there are, there are too many goals, there's 17 of them, and each of those is split into sub-goals. And, the, you know, if you've got, let's say, 200 goals, that's not really a plan. That's just, you know, throwing mud at a wall and see if stuff will stick. And, okay, you know, with so many items, yes, it, it might be confusing. But I think, you know, in the absence of another better, widely adopted framework, then, you know, this is the best that we have at the moment. And if we all work at this and we all work to improve it and build upon, um, then that can only be a good thing. Um, yeah. And, uh, and to be honest, this is a, these are UN goals. These are worldwide global are. goals. There, yeah. Of course, there's a lot of them. We've got a lot of stuff to fix. You know, one continent, you've got a starving masses on another continent. They're, they're boiling the, the oceans uh, due to, to carbon emissions and other such things and the, and then pollution and all the other stuff. So that, you, you've got this, this wide range of problems and yes, there's a lot of them, lots of goals, lots of sub goals. Um, but, I think, you know, you, you need to do that to be able to, uh, the, the one thing I have to say is that there is a report on all of these goals. And we had one of the first shows we did, if it wasn't the, it was, yeah, but num show Gram number six, I think with Gran Fortuna Fortuna, wasn't it from yeah. Fortuna from um, the UN report and they do a report and it's a comprehensive report as how every company, and there's an online tool. You can go look at it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, we'll dig that out and shove it in the show notes as well. But the, the, the tool allows you to look at every country, your country um, uh, and particular goals and how they're achieving and where they're going on it. And it is, it's a brilliant, it's an eye opener. You look at, well, say for example, you look at the UK, it's a, it's just, you know, none of them are green. In the UK, and you kind of go, really, no poverty when you, you know, so, but in contrast, but in connection, it's our GDP would suggest that we should have nobody in poverty, but we have, yeah. but it's a different type of poverty to the stuff they're suffering in, uh, in, in sub-Saharan Sahara um, countries and such like. So I think, you know, go and go and register, pick, pick two or three of those goals that you think you're going to uh, work at and align to. And, you know, the SDG Action Manager isn't in itself um, uh, evidence or confirmation that yours is an ethical organisation, but it's part of the, the building blocks of showing that, that it is. If you've got numbers of things in place, then you can avoid that accusation of greenwashing, which is you've just announced one thing and you're not really doing anything. If you're doing yeah. a broad range of activities to, you know, be a better organization in the world um then this is one thing that you you can use um so yeah so we'd encourage everybody to go and have a look at the uh, sdg action manager so a little bit of uh, what's on and what's coming up so firstly um to celebrate our return from easter and the success of b corp month and just because we're really really nice um you got me some chocolate <laughs> no we've got a new competition Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so during B Corp month, we received loads and loads of great recommendations from our guests. And so what we're going to do is we give away some of the books uh, that they recommended to a lucky winner. Um, we're still deciding which books exactly, but we can guarantee that How Bad Are Bananas is going to be in there because uh, that was mentioned by lots of people. So that's definitely going to be included. Um, so keep listening to the show over the coming weeks and watch our social uh, because we're putting some announcements out on there and we'll, we'll let you know what the other books are going to be. But um, uh, yeah, so there's going to be one winner and it's a really simple competition. All you need to do to enter is make sure you're following Green Ellipod on social. Um, then when we post, uh, like and tag a friend uh, who you know loves a good read, loves a good book. And uh, if you want some bonus entries, uh, you can share it on your story and make sure you tag us to let us know you've done it. Um, so the, this competition opens today. So watch out for all the announcements across social over the next few weeks. And it will close on the 6th of May. And we'll choose the winner on the 7th and we'll announce it on the show the, the week after. So uh, keep an eye on, on Green Ellipod Social uh, uh, and good luck if you like reading books. 
Could could we could we do uh, an add-on? I'm, I'm throwing this at you live on air. No, whatever it is oh. you're going to say, I'm going to say no. Oh, what, what, what what was it? Can we do well, an add-on? I think we had about 32 different books recommended. We did. Um, if we shove out a post, could we, perhaps we get people to vote on them. Yeah, we could do that. We'll, we'll um, open that. We'll open that for. Uh, the remainder of this week so see, see whether we get time. some feedback on it yeah, yeah that'd be great so let us know which books you'd like but you're getting how bad the bananas anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> um so uh following b corp month uh, we've got more b corps coming up uh, we had such a, a fantastic response to the b corp month interviews and that means we've got loads more b corps uh, that want to come and speak to us and be interviewed so we're going to have a season two um of b corp month but this time um, it's weekly. We're yeah, not going to. Well, it's not. We'll, we'll do them when we're ready. Not. We're not going to yeah. condemn ourselves to one a day. Um, yeah. But they they start this Friday, uh, where you can hear from Bide Planet. Um, so yeah. So we've got lots more B Corps coming up. If you're a B Corp, you want to join the show, do an interview, then just uh, drop us an email: studio at greenelephant.show, and we'd love to speak to you. And finally, uh, for uh, sort of what's on behind the scenes. Uh, Products and service deep dives. Now, you've heard us do a bit more of a deep dive into the SDG Action Manager today. And every week we're going to be doing more in-depth reviews of products and services. So if you've got a product or service that you think will be really interesting to our listeners, then then get in touch because it's great that, you know, we can talk about it and we can review it. But it'd be even better if, if our listeners could get it straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So we've got a couple of those kind of lined up. But if if you have an organization, you've got a product or service you think that our listeners would like to hear about, then get in touch and we'll bring you on the show. So it's the back to the fun time of the week and it's even more exciting this time because not only do we have fact or fake, but we also have play your carbon right coming up. Um, <laughs> can we have a low, can we have an audio intro? For yeah, we're, play we're, don't worry, that's fine. Um, oh, yeah. Cool. So, uh, fact or fake? Uh, three fact or fakes this week, and they're based yep. on uh, news stories uh, uh, that have come from the week. Uh-oh. So, Russell, are you ready? <laughs> well, I've read the news, so no, not okay, really. Good. So, a study this week found that global food brands such as Tesco, Carrefour, Walmart, Audi, etc., are not doing enough to stop using beef raised on deforested lands in Brazil, Paraguay, Argentina, and Bolivia. Is that a fact or is Ooh. it a fake? So well. study this week, global food brands not doing enough to stop beef on really? deforested lands um, in uh, Brazil, ooh, Paraguay, um, Argentina, Bolivia. Okay, uh, I, I'm, go- I'm gonna say that that is a fact. And it's, Sadly, not a fact, because there oh. was a study this week and global food brands are not doing enough. So the likes of Tesco and Sainsbury's and Carrefour and Walmart and all around the world, they're not doing enough to stop using beef raised on deforested lands. But only in Brazil. What they've completely missed is that deforestation and beef is becoming more and more prevalent in places like Paraguay, Argentina, Bolivia, Papua New Guinea, other rainforested lands are, are just being ignored and the focus is just on Brazil. So anyway, fake. Uh, second story from the week. Um, a study looking at orca populations found not only had populations declined, but that southern orca look different as well as speak different languages to northern orca. Is that a fact or a fake? Well, um, I'll answer in orca. <laughs> <laughs> okay um uh, uh um uh, well that sounds highly plausible mike um uh, yes i'm gonna say that's a fact it, it is a fact um yeah. orca in the southern ocean look different they're a bit thinner apparently um and they also speak a different language which i find that's, that's really interesting what happens yeah. when a southern and northern orca meet i don't know but um there was there yeah. was something recently which said that dolphins speak have accents um yeah. Yeah. No, it was a while ago it makes sense okay. okay and one each so finally for fact or fake for this week um in addition to plastic glass ceramic golden copper the mobile devices we all carry around um and contribute to the damaged uh so, the, sorry, uh, <laughs> that we all carry around contribute to the damage uh, 
also contribute to the damage caused by mining rare elements. They also contain gallium, tantalum, indium, tesium, oracline, codium, and lithium. Is that a fact or a fake? So in addition to plastic, gold, glass, and ceramic, they also contain gallium, tantalum, indium, tesium, oracline, codium, and lithium. I, I haven't heard of half of those. I must admit, I would deem myself fairly well up on the uh, on the uh, elemental table. Mm. Um, I'm thinking that some of those are fake. Is that your answer? Yes. Uh, it is fake. However, um, and, and this is a story to go and read, and we'll, we'll link this up, but mining is having a much bigger impact than, than I appreciated. Um, yeah. The story talks about lithium, um, but it also talks about gallium, tantalum, indium, uh, are all rare elements that are being mined and causing issues. Tesium, I made up to tease you. Oracline is Oracle. And Codium is a little TV box that I have. So <laughs> there were three I made up for you. Um, oh, so, that was close. Um, yeah, so a win for rustling, fact or fake? Oh, awesome. Well, you've got a chance to recover in our new, all new brand spanking uh, quiz called Get your, uh, Play Your Carbon oh, Right. I know okay. you couldn't, couldn't remember the name of it then. It's <laughs> impressive. I'm not sure if I'm ready or not, but... but. But well, fire, uh, what, what, I, what I have is, um, uh, if you remember the good old days of um, Bruce Forsyth people, then you're, you'll be aware of what I'm about to do, uh, which is to uh, get Mike to guess which is higher or lower as a carbon uh, grams of CO2E that these different things emit. So... Okay. Uh, I have to start off with something and uh, okay. whatever I end with this week, we will start off next week. Okay. Um, so this week I'm starting off with one kilogram of average household rubbish that goes to landfill. Okay. So the CO2 uh, equivalent that uh, emits is 590 grams, just over okay. half a kilo. Okay. Yep. So that's your starter. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to say is uh, 250 grams of asparagus grown locally in season, which is about now. Yep. Is that higher or lower than an average bag of one kilogram of waste? I'm going to say that's higher. I saw a food program and they talked about asparagus and it's flown in generally and it's, yeah, not very good. So I'm going to say asparagus, definitely higher than a kilo of household waste. And you'd be right. That's correct. It is higher. It's 1100 or just over a kilo. Um, yep. of. So a load of laundry washed at 30 degrees and dried on the line. Is that higher or lower? Uh, I think that's lower. I think asparagus is a really bad, bad person in this game. I'm going to go washing is lower. That's correct. You are correct. There's 330 grams of CO2. Okay. So next one, next card turned over. One pint or just over half a litre of locally brewed cask ale served to you at a pub. Ooh. Is that higher or lower than a load of laundry washed at 30 degrees and line dry? Ooh, this one sounds close. Um, I'm going to say it's lower without any confidence at all and you'd be wrong oh dear um it's double actually it's okay. 650 um grams of co2 for that locally brewed cask ale mm. now 500 milliliters half a liter yeah or just over a pint of oat milk latte served to you at your favorite coffee store in oh. a disposable cup oh this 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 bad guy i've got i think that that coffee's worse than beer um and i yeah i'm gonna go higher i think more co2e from coffee than a than a, a locally brewed beer and you'd be wrong um oh, it's really? a, it, yeah it, it's because it's the oat milk latte actually the biggest impact is cow's it's, milk it's the milk Oh, course, so yeah. that's 398 okay. grams of CO2. And your final one, 
He's driving a mile in a mid-size electric car. Is that higher or lower than drinking your half a <laughs> liter of oat milk glass in a disposable car? <laughs> oh, that is a oh a, a mile, you say? One mile in a mid-sized electric car, and obviously it's catering for its building cost and average mileage. It is a very a lot of this is all very averages, but yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's higher, just. And you'd be wrong. Oh, it's lower. I should have gone. I, my gut lower. feeling was lower. Quite a, quite a bit lower. 180 grams over the 398 of for for your drinking. So you could drive a good uh, three miles in an electric car for one large uh, oat milk latte and so uh next week so i, I win that three yep. three three two but um i'm thoroughly defeated on both you games. are thoroughly defeated and next week we'll start with driving a mile in a mid-size electric car and finally we before we go uh the sport of biden throwing um uh, have you ever thrown a biden russell <laughs> unless uh, it's a it, strop it's it, even better have you thrown a biden from a bike <laughs> no, I definitely haven't. I would mean that littering, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, um, uh, in, in this particular sport, thousands of people stand on the side of the road shouting, Biden, Biden, Biden. Um, but uh, listeners will be relieved to know it's not about throwing US presidents around. It's, um, it's a ban <laughs> and bottle tossing in cycling um, where riders' water bottles, which are known as Bidens, are tossed away as souvenirs uh, to cycling fans. Uh, so a new rule on the 1st of April um, has seen that some competitors have been banned because they've thrown their, their bottle uh, and, and they've been aiming for the designated area and missed and then been disqualified. So I just see these, these teams of cyclists practice their throwing of <laughs> bottles into a... There's going to be a new sport of, of, of you know, target Biden throwing. Target on, Biden throwing, yeah. They'll have to get better buckets. And, and there was a just suggestion from one person that um, uh, as part of Bottlegate that they could bring in CSI to take fingerprints to track down <laughs> who had thrown which bottle. <laughs> <laughs> these, these things are going to be discarded in private little areas from now on yeah, are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so if you enjoyed the show then um, uh, go around uh, run around your garden um, and tell your neighbours <laughs> but also uh, you could go and visit the show page at greenelephant.show uh, there you can find links to all the stories we've discussed uh, download additional information and find links to us on all the usual podcast providers uh, please do go and visit and remember to click five stars in your podcast review uh, as that makes Russell deliriously happy and, and helps us keep you entertained. So hopefully we'll see you at greenelephant.show or on social at Green Ellipod. But until next time, thanks for listening and we hope you have a sustainable week.